Loving Liberty Network proudly presents Heroes and Heroines, a weekly broadcast by Lawrence W. Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Larry Reed has written nearly 2,000 articles and columns and is the author of eight books. Most recently, the thought-provoking was Jesus the Socialist. Loving Liberty welcomes you to Heroes and Heroines by Lawrence W. Reed. For the nearly eight decades of the Foundation for Economic Education's history, that's the organization I'm associated with, dozens of luminaries and celebrities have been attracted to our programs and even to our board of trustees. One of those that I did not have the good fortune to meet, but sure wish I had, was a man named Ezra Taft Benson. Born on a farm in Whitney, Idaho in 1899, Benson was raised by parents devoted to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At the age of 12, he essentially managed his family farm for two years while his father performed missionary service in the American Midwest. Benson's common sense and farm experience led him to sharply criticize the agriculture policies of President Franklin Roosevelt in the early 1930s. Subsidies, tax hikes, and price controls all left a bad taste in Benson's mouth. In the aftermath of World War II, Benson played a key role in the LDS Church's relief effort in devastated Europe. He supervised the distribution of tons of supplies to the needy in Germany and Poland in particular. On the front lines of oppression, he developed a passion against socialism and communism that would occupy his political and economic thoughts for the rest of his life and would draw him to the Foundation for Economic Education. By 1952, Benson was well-known and respected, not only in his native Idaho, but throughout the country's agricultural community. In the Republican primaries that presidential election year, he supported Ohio's Robert Taft over Dwight Eisenhower. When Ike won the White House, he chose Benson as his agriculture secretary. Benson would go on to become the only member of the cabinet to serve in his post for the entirety of Eisenhower's eight years as president. Benson's tenure in Washington was occasionally stormy. He opposed many of the federal interventions that his department was obliged by Congress to implement. He especially disliked the fact that the subsidies Congress approved usually went to large agricultural businesses at the expense of small family farms. When he moved to reduce price controls, he was pelted with eggs by a group of farmers. But when he left office in January 1961, he was held in high regard as a man of conviction and honesty who did his best to get the federal government out of the way of the farmers he was brought to Washington to help. In November 1985, Benson became the 13th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He served as the church's leader until his death at age 94 in May 1994. Because he wrote and spoke so much and so well, Benson was eminently quotable. He believed that a moral component should accompany one's economic education. He stressed the critical importance of personal character and self-improvement as the following select quotes suggest. Some of the greatest battles you will face will be fought within the silent chambers of your own soul. The way to feel better about your own situation is to improve someone else's circumstances. 
Thoughts lead to acts. Acts lead to habits. Habits lead to character. And our character will determine our eternal destiny. And finally, do not make your mind a dumping ground for other people's garbage. Benson's love of liberty comes through in all his books and articles that dealt with political or economic issues. Allow me to close this commentary with a few more samples of his wisdom. I don't know how you feel, my brethren and sisters, but I'd rather be dead than to lose my liberty. I have no fear we'll ever lose it because of invasion from the outside. But I do fear that it may slip away from us because of our own indifference, our own negligence, as citizens of this land. And so I plead with you this morning that you take an active interest in matters pertaining to the future of this country. Let us first consider the origin of those freedoms we have come to know as human rights. Rights are either God-given as part of the divine plan, or they are granted by government as part of the political plan. Reason, necessity, tradition, and religious convictions all lead me to accept the divine origin of these rights. If we accept the premise that human rights are granted by government, then we must be willing to accept the corollary, corollary that they can be denied by government. If Americans should ever come to believe that their rights and freedoms are instituted among men by politicians and bureaucrats, then they will no longer carry the proud inheritance of their forefathers, but will grovel before their masters seeking favors and dispensations, a throwback to the feudal system of the Dark Ages. If we permit government to manufacture its own authority and to create self-proclaimed powers not delegated to it by the people, then the creature exceeds the creator and becomes master. Who is to say, this far but no farther? What clear principle will stay the hand of government from reaching farther and farther into our daily lives? And finally, some leaders may be honest and good, but unwise in legislation they choose to support. Others may possess wisdom, but be dishonest and unvirtuous. We must be concerted in our desires and efforts to see men and women represent us who possess all three of these qualities. For Heroes and Heroines, this is Lawrence Reed. Join us again next week for Heroes and Heroines by Lawrence W. Reed. Broadcasts are archived at lawrencewreed.com and lovingliberty.net, home of a growing network of allies for liberty. 